Well, good day, everyone. Pastor Mark and Pastor Jeremy here with our live from Desert Foothill Studios uh, with our next installment of our Bible study on the book of Acts. We are in chapter 19, and it's been kind of cool hearing some people uh, catching up. Uh, maybe just started a few weeks ago yeah. with the book of Acts joining us, but because we've got them all recorded, they can mm. just binge watch yeah. these awesome, <laughs> riveting Bible stories. I'm joking a little bit, but really. Well, today's is pretty exciting. The book I, of Acts, you know? it's, well, one thing, you read it and you can tell, like, this is history. Like, the names, the places, the dates, yeah. the, the rulers, you know, we know the years they served, and it just reads like history. This is an account of what the first, you know, Christians were, were doing. There's a lot, even in just today's lesson, if you think about it, if yeah. you thought about it in a... Uh, I don't know, in a script or movie form, it would be very uh, interesting and engaging to, oh, be yeah. able to, to be able to watch. Yeah, so. I see a lot of things, parallels to things we're going through today, yes. too. It's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, we won't even have to point them out. You will see them for yourself, <laughs> right. for sure. All right, chapter 19, verse 1. And again, we're reading from the NIV. I think yep, we, we that's both what got I got it today. Yep. No, I'm sorry, I have brought my ESV that's Bible. Okay. So, English Standard Version, and then... Uh, you'll read from the NIV, I guess. Yeah. Okay, uh, verse 1. And it happened uh, that while Apollos was at Corinth, remember Apollos, he was this great leader we learned last week in uh, chapter 18. Great Good Christian preacher. Yep. So he's, he's holding down the fort, you could say, in Corinth. And so Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples. Well, and you remember last time, he came to Ephesus briefly, and he said, oh, I want to come back if the uh, Lord's yeah, willing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so here he goes. He gets to come back to Ephesus like he wanted to, capital of that region. And so he found some disciples, in other words, believers in Jesus. Verse 2, and he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed or after you believed? It could be translated. And they said, no, we have not even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what then were you baptized? And they said, Into John's baptism. And Paul said, John's baptism with, uh, or John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began to speak in tongues and prophesy. They were about 12 men in all. Just, I guess, wrap that up. Here's another uh, example. Again, in the first century, sometimes the Holy Spirit came down, like on Pentecost. People believed, we know, of course, through the work of the Holy Spirit, and then got baptized. And then there was this evidence of the Holy Spirit in, in these people, just like, again, back on Pentecost, to... Can I, again, give that testimony uh, God was working? Interesting there, too, regarding the Holy Spirit. Talk about these two different types of baptism, and maybe we should provide some clarity there. It talks about John's baptism and Jesus' baptism. I mean, uh, what's your take on that, Pastor Mark, for clarification for everybody? Because, uh, you know, are these people then getting baptized uh, again? Was John's baptism not real? Like, what's, what's the major difference there. I mean, part of it, I guess, is when John is baptizing, we even hear it in the scripture, right? He's preparing mm -hmm. the way for 
for Jesus. So I would assume that is the, the biggest piece that we could point people to, right? That this baptism, baptism that was done really was talking about people being sinful, but again, preparing them to be able to look forward to, to Christ. Is there any other differences that you know of, of, yeah, you know, why this is called out of John's baptism and Jesus' baptism? Yeah, well, first, just the, maybe the common understanding of the time was, you know, baptism was even a practice in Judaism mm-hmm. for Gentiles who became believers. They were called proselytes. And so there's kind of a proselyte baptism. And it was, again, that, of course, was also circumcision for men. But, yeah, yeah. Um, there was that kind of outward sign of their their new faith. Uh, and so John the Baptist came along and he said, well, I'm going to be baptizing for repentance. There you go. We need to repent of our sins and trust in the grace of God, trust in the Messiah who's going to come and save us from our sins. So they, and, and we would even say, all the believers in the Old Testament, all the famous people we read about, and Noah and Moses and Hebrews tells us, you know, they were saved by faith. It was faith in the coming Messiah. That which is yet to come. Just like we have faith in the Messiah who has come. Yes. Yeah, so the object of our faith was always the same. We have a clearer picture yeah. than they did yeah. of that we're almost, Messiah. We're almost more blessed in some way, right? Not that it still doesn't take faith, but that things have already happened. I mean, they were always looking forward to something yet to come. And so that kind of makes that pendulum that really does meet in the middle. And I think you hit it on the head, that concept of repentance, right? That, that's what people were looking for, of saying, yes, we are sinners. We need a Messiah that is yet to come. We still say the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. We are sinners. We need a Messiah who is yet to come again is what we now right. confess. And then just on a practical note is for how we practice our faith today, you see these 12 or so disciples, the believers in Jesus were baptized again in the name of Jesus. And so that's, again, real kind of practically, you know, if uh, someone has been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Jesus commanded Matthew 28, right? That's valid. That's done. It's taken care of. We believe in one baptism for the remission of sins, Mm -hmm. and that's it. Now, if somebody were baptized in John's name or in a I don't know, a Mormon yeah. church or something that that's, was that's probably the best example. Not in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for repentance and forgiveness of sins, then yeah, well we would do that baptism again. Or we wouldn't even say again, right? Yeah, no, you would do the baptism. Legit baptism. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, good, let's continue on. I thought that was just a good piece yep, of clarification. Absolutely. Though. Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. So we see that kind of continue in him. But some of them became obstinate. They refused to believe and publicly maligned the way. So Paul left them. He took the disciples with him and had discussions daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. This went on for two years so that all the Jews and Greeks who lived in the providence of Asia heard the word of the Lord. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. Some Jews went around driving out evil spirits, tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. 
They would say, In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and I know about Paul, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. <laughs> Pause there. A lot just happened all of a sudden. Yeah, I like that. Uh, jumping back to where we started yeah. in verse 8, just real quick. Again, just that we talked about last week, the time frame. Just for three months he, yes. he, he worked on them at the synagogue. Yeah. Right? And then when they finally threw him out there, two years he spent at this school probably almost every single day. Right, teaching, reasoning, debating, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, this That's is a good way. amount of time for sure. And and they're still referring to the Christian church as the way. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we know in Antioch that some had started to be called Christians, the still the way was kind of still this big name, big concept for uh, yeah, the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, okay, well, Sons of Sceva, right? Well, even before that, sorry, oh, just sorry. To pause real quick. This concept of these handkerchiefs and aprons yeah. being taken to people. Paul's not even going, but they're taking these little, maybe something he used while he was working, or a clothing item that he had, or something that people brought to for him to bless. bless. I, I don't, and and then take out uh, the first knitting ministry that we have here, or something like that. There but interesting that they're taking these <laughs> these almost icons, these elements, out to to people. And you always remember the story of of Christ and the woman just reaching out and touching his cloak, yeah, right? And she knows that if she could if she could just touch it, and it's it's really not the power that was in Christ's cloak even per se, or in these handkerchiefs or aprons per se, but in that faith to believe, right? If I could just be a piece of this, I know that this is where that power emulates from, that it comes from Christ. Uh, so interesting there, just that, that, you know, this was being done during that time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And then to your favorite much part, you like this. this, the wrestling match that happens here. Now, uh, does, I don't think it says how many sons there were. Was there... Uh, well, it just says seven. Seven is the sons. Name, that is, verse but, 14. Uh, so I assume there's seven, but, you know, I guess there could have been, maybe that could have been an official name. I don't know. I haven't done a lot of digging yeah. on that to find out. And then, uh, so this one one demon possessed man just kind of whooped up on all of them. Yeah. Because <laughs> interesting, right? They seem to be. They must have had some success in this, right? Mm-hmm. Of being able to go out and try to attempt to be able to heal people, because they're actually going out and doing this. Yeah, you. I, I think it's safe to assume, right? They were doing this. At least for personal fame, yeah. If not yeah. for some enrichment for their uh, healing or their services, yeah. So maybe they're just mimicking Paul and mimicking Christ mm-hmm. uh, and being able to say that they can do these these things. And so that is uh, a is a lesson there, right? God's not going to allow His name to be used for for profit or for fame or for Second commandment, right? We're not going to misuse the name of the Lord. Interestingly enough, though, they seem to recognize where this 
power comes from, right? They're they're not oh, yeah. they're not doing it in their own name or one of their own false gods that we'll get to in a little bit, which there are plenty of mm -hmm. to be able to choose. They have chosen chosen Christ for a reason. You know, there, yep. there's actual evidence in their community of things coming to fruition, of healing actually happening. That's a great point. I didn't think about that connection, but think about it. So that's the difference, right, between just knowing something and actually having faith. Yes. True faith. And so, so yes. yeah, they knew. Oh, this Jesus this dude must be powerful. Look yeah. at Paul. Paul's yeah. taking handkerchiefs out to yeah. people. Well, let's take it. Let's jump on this and try this out. So this is kind of a this knowledge thing of understanding, but obviously not a sincere faith. Or, yeah, they would have had the, the authority over the demon. Yeah, because the demon takes over. Even though they have confessed this name of Christ, like you said, it's just they're throwing out uh, an empty word. Not that the name of Christ is empty. But in their mind, it is just this word, right? It's It, it could have been abracadabra yep. that they're tossing out there. But when Paul is healing in the name of Christ, he physically is using that name of Jesus. Interestingly enough, too, they even use Paul's name, right? So they yeah. must have seen him do something. So it's like, hey, both these guys, you know, right. we're here in, in the name of both of these. But, uh, yeah, they get quite the whooping, which actually leads to, that's how you would say it, right? Whooping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which, which actually leads to our next section here of... Uh, naked and bleeding. To, yeah, so they ran out. They, of the, get, they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Yeah, that's a, they're pretty. That's a it's bad. Woman. It's bad. But it, it, people notice this, right? Again, <laughs> yeah. this is in the town. You right. know, the, the, they see this happen. Uh, I think. Are you watching twenty one? So yeah, they no, get, no, no. Verse seventeen. Seventeen. Right. Okay. Yeah, verse seventeen. You're up. Oh, and this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks. And fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. Also, many of those who were uh, now believers came, confessing and divulging their practices. Mm. And a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of the, the, the books and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. So the... Uh, the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. And so there's a maybe the lesson from the whooping that God allowed yeah. was that uh, you know God does allow uh, some trials, if you will. There, to, there's a there's a healthy fear of God that uh, causes us to think about our secret sins, uh, causes us to confess, uh, causes us to be humble. Yeah. Uh, and this is what happened. So there these were, people turn, yeah. Well, and so here's the thing, right? They were, they were believers in Jesus, but apparently they were still. Some of them were practicing kind of the sorcery stuff, and uh, boy, when they saw that happen, they said, "Oh, we don't want to mess around with these spirits anymore." Yeah, like this is uh, God is serious. Well, and they they sh I think they want to show their community that they're serious too, right? Because it says that they do it publicly. They could yeah. have just been like, "Oh, this is not a good idea. Let's throw these in the back alley and mm -hmm. get rid of this stuff." They do it publicly so people know, like, hey, just so you know, I'm not a part of that right. anymore. I don't want to end up like like those guys, you know. Yeah, and pieces of silver. And if I remember, I think the NIV called it drachmas. Yeah, drachmas, yeah. So that was a day's wage. So 50,000 days wages worth yeah. of, you know, sorcery books or whatever they were. Yeah. They burned them. Yeah. I mean, so that's a commitment, right? That's, oh, yeah. That's like, okay, 
we are done with that. Especially, <laughs> I don't want any part of that. Yeah, especially at a time in history in which these people are being taxed so heavily. I think people forget about that, of how much money they're actually able to keep. Mm -hmm. And number two, they need this money... This is always isn't for a luxury stuff. Right. They're not going to shop. They need to buy food and stuff, you know. So yeah. anytime money is dispensed within scripture, it is a it is a serious deal because that might be your next day's you know uh, meal for your family or something like that. For sure. So they, I mean, they could have sold these things, right? They could have gone out right. and said, you know, I'm going to get rid. of No, they know it's so bad that they're just going to destroy these elements. Yeah, great point. Do you want to finish that little section, or do you want me to pick up? Well, it's a couple 21. of yeah, a couple of verses here, verse twenty one. Now, after these events, Paul resolved in the spirit to pass through Macedonia and Achaia and go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. And so here he is. He's done three missionary journeys, and he's got this heart to go to the capital of the empire to share the gospel. Uh, and uh, verse 22, And having sent the, into Macedonia two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. So he's got uh, pastors and evangelists kind of working in Corinth and Ephesus and all these major mm -hmm. provinces. He's got his own work that he's doing. He's, he's you know, circulating around uh, to the churches he had planted. He's uh, investing in the leaders there. He's writing letters to the different churches that he started to encourage them or to correct some errors. He's, he's, he's a very busy man. Yeah, and he's got this ultimate goal though of getting to Rome, right? To get to the capital of the empire, uh, to proclaim Jesus. And so, right in the middle of this, then, as we kind of wrap this up, where we could end with kind of a nice conclusion, uh, something kind of breaks out here. So, verse twenty-three: About that time, there arose a great disturbance about the way. A silversmith named Demetrius, who made silver shrines of Artemis brought in no little business for the, for the craftsmen. He called them together along with the workmen in related trades and said, Men, you know we receive a good income from this business, and you see and hear how this fellow Paul has convinced and led astray large numbers of people here in Ephesus, and in practicality the whole providence of Asia. He says that man-made gods are no gods at all. There is a danger, not only that our trade will lose its good name, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be discredited, and the goddess herself, who is worshipped throughout the providence of Asia and the world, will be robbed of her divine majesty. Good. So again, we see like this uh, selfishness, I guess, that arises up in, in someone, right? Right. Oh, and this uh, the temple of Artemis in Ephesus is was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, this thing was just massive. The columns were like 50 feet high into the sky. It's hundreds of feet long and wide. This Lots of time and temple. effort that have been put into it and, again, finances, right? And I'm sure very, what, uh, gilded, is that the word? Oh, the yeah. Precious metals yeah. and, and stones. I'm sure it's a, quite the sight to see. Very impressive. And so this would have been, a obviously, if nothing else, a tourist attraction mm. that people would come from. Wow, you got to see this, this temple. And then, of course, there were religious, there were devout people who spent there. And then, obviously, all of this created a lot of businesses. Yeah. Uh, think about a tourist industry. Yeah. Uh, this fellow here, Demetrius, and his friends were basically making little souvenirs, little, little silver statues of Artemis yep. to, to take home. 
lucrative business. And you know, we may look at that and think that's it's silly, but is it? You know, I went to visit my brother just a couple of weeks ago. He was uh, visiting Sedona with his family, and you know, we took him into the city one day. And you know, how many cities there are in Sedona that you know? I mean, they're selling rocks that uh, are thousands of dollars for some of these little rocks that are supposed to have some special magical, mystical power to them. They're supposed to be sorry. special, you know, come from different vortexes. Right, right, right. And you know, Crystals. people today we have that still believe in a lot of these same things you know maybe they've taken different shapes but it's just that stone or that precious metal fashioned in a different way you know yeah uh and think about that what if you you know what if the mayor of sedona came out this week and was like hey just so you know that vortex thing is fake <laughs> yeah. we're not going to sell any more stone you know all these people would go in uproar and that's exactly what happens these guys aren't so much worried about Anybody around them, uh, it does mention the god that the god's gonna be, you know, discredited. But I wonder if that was even just a reason. But mm -hmm. what they're really upset about is that they're gonna lose their their income, oh, right? Yeah. You know, no more making these cool little statues. Yeah, that's a that's a perfect parallel there, and it's hard to believe, right? Even still today, yeah, we think, oh, that's crazy. Nobody would worship a rock yeah. or a stone image or a metal image. Yeah, and you know, for all of us too, right, uh, of the commandment not to have these other gods, but, you know, we could point at somebody doing that, but we do the same thing too with the physical things that we have that are made out of metal or made mm -hmm. out of brick and mortar, you know, that we lift up and probably oh, yeah. put too much attention to at times in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. All right. What verse are we at? 28. All right. When they heard this, they were enraged and were crying out. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. So the city was filled with the uh, with con the confusion, and they rushed together into the theater, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus. Uh, that's a new name. That's a good one. Aristarchus is a new guy, but these guys were Macedonians who were Paul's companions in travel. Uh, but when Paul wished to go in among the crowd, the disciples would not let him. Hmm. And even some of the... Asiarchs, these are uh, officials, officials like yeah. uh, Roman. What's your? This is officials, literally. Okay, yeah. there you go. Uh, so, so, so anyway, some of the kind of Roman authority officials uh, who were friends of Paul's uh, sent to him and were urging him not to venture into the theater. It's, it's, it's chaos in the theater. Now, some cried out one thing, some another, for the assembly was in confusion. And most of them did not know why they had come together. Wow. Most of them didn't even know why they were there. <laughs> How great is that, right? Yeah. I mean, that is so human. But it, it happens, right? You've ever seen those oh. social experiments where, like, you see people it. form a line and people are like, oh, what are you in line for? And, like, that, uh, yeah. he's like, yeah. I, just, oh, I don't know. Yeah. The, the saying that a crowd attacks, attracts a crowd, right? Like, people just, especially in this day and age, again, you know, nobody's at home playing <laughs> their video game system, you know? Oh. Well, you think of uh, all the protests across the country and the riots that have been even, and uh, you know you can be that man on the street reporter or whatever, and kind of yeah. it's like, why are you here? Oh, I'm just here to take a no, just uh, with my phone. I'm, I'm videoing. I just want to see what's going to happen. Yeah, this probably, maybe who knows? Half the people maybe were just there just to see who's there. Yeah, just this morning, <laughs> even on the story I read, you know, there was uh, like a, some looting and some rioting that happened in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and they were trying to figure out why, and nobody had a reason. It was just people were just doing it, you know, and somebody started something, and then other people just jumped on the man bandwagon. So, so there's a big crowd. <laughs> it says uh, half of them didn't even know why they were there. It's just so funny. And then verse thirty three. 
Uh, well, some of the crowd prompted Alexander, whom the Jews had put forward, and Alexander, motioning with his hand, wanted to make a defense to the crowd, but when they recognized that he was a Jew, for about two hours, they all cried out with one voice, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! Hmm. Probably what happened here, somebody had pushed Art, um, Artemis, uh, Alexander forward because he figured, well, the, the Jews are against the Christians too. Yeah. This guy's a Jew. Let's put him forward. Maybe he'll also join us in making a case. But he was actually going to make a defense yeah. for the Christians. So they just started shouting him down. So verse 35. And when the town clerk had quieted the crowd, this is two hours later. Yeah. Remember. Men of Ephesus, who is there who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is the temple keeper of the great Artemis and of the sacred stone that fell from the sky? Seeing then that these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rash. Hmm. So the town clerk, he's going to give, I think, four reasons here why they need to disperse. So number one, he said, hey, everybody knows Artemis is... This great goddess, and we're the keeper. You so, so you, don't, you don't have to defend her. Yeah, she's fine. Second reason, uh, for you have brought these men here who are neither sacrilegious nor blasphemers of our goddess. Okay, number two. Well, they haven't done anything wrong. They're not blaspheming the goddess. Number three, verse thirty-eight. If therefore Demetrius and the craftsmen with him have a complaint against anyone, the courts are open, and they are. Uh, also pro-councils that they can go to. Let them bring charges against one another. So number, number three. Hey, if these yeah. guys have a complaint, use really the legal on. system. Yeah. We have we have a method to go about this. We don't need to riot. Law and order. Law and order. <laughs> Does this sound familiar? I don't know. Uh, and then verse, where is this? 39. Yeah. But if you seek anything further, it shall be settled in the regular assembly. For we really are in danger of being charged with rioting today, since there is no cause that we can give to justify this commotion. So there's hmm. the fourth reason he tells them this. It's like the Romans are not, they don't, they're very impatient. Yeah. When you, they don't want any colonies disruption. Colonies get yeah. unruly, yeah, disrupt the power. They, won't, they will not they tolerate. Don't, they don't want that growing. They yeah. will not tolerate anarchy. No, not in any way, right? shape, or form. Yeah. Caesar's in charge. Here's your pro-council. Here's the court. That's it. So four reasons. And then uh, when he said these things, he dismissed the assembly, but it took a few hours. Oh yeah, for them it took to quite a down. while. Yeah, and then he gave all those all those all reasons. different reasons to be able to go through it. Yeah, I mean that kind of just tells the story on its own. I don't know if there's a whole lot there to right. break down. Uh, kind of goes through the the rest of the story there. Yeah, I was gonna wrap up with uh, going back to Psalm 115. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I thought this was a, a, a cool connection. And you really uh, highlighted already a really good parallel that even today, like we still have idolatry. Oh yeah. Like in the, we always think about idolatry. Oh, I put my, I trust my bank account more than I trust God. Or but no, there's literally like people who worship rocks. Yeah. And still today, and this is you know Psalm 115. If it was David, it was um, three thousand years ago. Mm. So. People are the same. Nothing's changed under the sun. So 115 verse 3, he writes, Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. In other words, God is God because he can do what he wills. He, he is not limited or constrained yeah. by anybody or anything. And then he goes on. This is really great. 
Sorry, what verse is this? Four, okay. Uh, Sorry, verse three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Verse four. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. How can something be that's made by man be divine, Mm. all right? But then he really spells it out, verse five. They have mouths, but do not speak. (laughs) Eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear. Noses, but do not smell. They have hands, but do not feel. Feet, but do not walk. And they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them. Mm. They all die. Uh, So do all who trust in them. And verse 9. O Israel, trust in Yahweh. Trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Mm. Good words. Just a great reminder of, I'm going to trust the the living God. The God who created this incredible universe and can do anything he wants. He's not limited by us. He doesn't need us to feed him. He doesn't need us to build a house for him. Yeah. Uh, he feeds us. He provides us with home and shelter and everything. Uh, we're going to put our trust in him and and his Messiah, Jesus. Yeah, what great words. I think that's a perfect conclusion that really does uh, wrap up, you know, from those wise words of David and even for us today. Well, with that, then, why don't we conclude our study for today? We'll look forward to meeting up next time. Uh, Let's go ahead and conclude with a prayer today. Uh, Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, uh, we know that just as the people within our text for today, we often are tempted and even pulled and sometimes succumb to the temptations that are around us. Uh, Lord, we seek out just happiness and so many things in this world. Uh, We do it all the time. And we forget, Lord, that you are constantly uh, here for us, that true name of Christ that we are called to be able to trust in. And so today for all of those uh, listening and watching, uh, Lord, make make your son just even more known unto us. And we we pray that often, Lord, we cannot do it uh, just too much. It's something that we constantly need to be reminded of. Uh, And so pull us back to you, Lord, that we may burn and torch any of those things in our lives that detract us from you, uh, that we will use the things that we have that are proper and good gifts from you to be able to serve our fellow man and to be able to lift your name high. Uh, Lord, just be with us today uh, and within our world that we will find peace, uh, not looking at that which is around us or being disrupted by things in the world, but by knowing that you are constantly in control, uh, that you hold all things in your hands and that your promises always come to fruition. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget to send in questions or comments. Uh, We haven't had any in a few weeks, so we'd love to hear from you. And thanks for joining us. Have a good week.